0: What's going on, my friends? Welcome to episode 72, of the Get Your podcast. for you the high stakes, latest stories, and spicy pics, in New York, New Jersey, Philadelphia, Nashville, and international sports. Also by yours truly, Andrew Sani. Join us on our Mike Chris Kiern, Marcellus Murdoch, and our special guest, Chris Mahalan. You can listen the podcast right now on SoundCloud, our Podcast, Spotify, Google Podcasts on YouTube. I'll also, follow on Twitter at Get Now, with all that said, it's time to get your game on. Yo, guys, we're not even gonna beat around the bush here today. Uh, we have a very, very special guest joining us. Just for record, like, I, I, but me and this guy, I go kind of back. We were both students at Mock Day. I got to know him pretty well. And this guy's moving up in the world. He's a Big time! That's right. Uh, for our uh, nest daily of SB Nation does a really, really great job covering us. Chris Mahalan, Chris, welcome to the show. How you doing, buddy?
1: Doing good, guys. How, are we, how about all you guys? You guys all doing good? Doing good. Thanks for hopping on. Of course. Thank you for having me. Always a pleasure, especially Adam. You know, obviously we we were in cl- we were in what a classroom together like a couple years ago. So it's always great to reconnect. Yeah, definitely, with you, well.
0: definitely. You, you were on um you were on like my. Show at WSC, right? One time, I believe.
1: Uh, I believe so. You know, yeah. obviously, it's it's years back. You know, so yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I I can imagine we definitely yeah. really So up on two
0: it. times the charm. Two times the charm. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> so yeah. Talk, so I just want to ask you, Chris, before we move on, like in depth to talk about the Nets and stuff, like um, to, to just talk about yeah. what what it's like um covering um right you know that's like on base and the, and not only that like. But covering so many stars, like, and that's right now, they have, uh, they have, like, some of the biggest names in the NBA. Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden, even though we're going to mention him later on potentially be on his way out later on in the show. But you get my point. Like, well, explain to me what's, like, covering, mm-hmm. like, some of the biggest names, like, in the NBA.
1: Obviously, I grew up watching the baseball baseball growing up. And uh, obviously, you know, when you come in, you hop out of college, and obviously, Adam, you know this too. I, I even started doing this in college too. So I've always had that when they had the D'Angelo Russell era and, uh, like I should say, the rebuilding that's in that final year. So, like, obviously going into this, uh, era, of, this era of superstars where it comes to what the era is right now with the Nets, uh, it's been a fun ride. You know, obviously, you know, when you cover these big stars and you cover them, like I covered uh, obviously the Nets and I covered the Olympics with Kevin Durant this summer. And then, um, obviously, this year has been a whirlwind. You know, obviously, when you have a super uh, a super team, a lot of personalities. Obviously, Steve Nash is a head coach as well, and you're in a big market city like New York. If not, that's obviously the biggest market in all sports. It's uh, been an eventful ride. I really enjoyed it, and uh, yeah, just keep trucking along. I really, really like it. Yeah, definitely. At the
0: at the same time, like um, I'm sure, like there there can be like some pressure and stress. Like as with that, so like. Talk about that aspect and how you manage that, and, that, and like, and your duty as like, a,
1: a, you know, a writer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, because obviously, this this job, I wouldn't really call it stress. I'm mostly for, I guess, the like, I guess, uh, concentrated a little bit, right? It's it's not stress from the job. I guess it's more so stress that you want to just continue to improve every single day and have individual growth, right? Because that's that's been my mindset. Since I really started this thing, it's mostly each and every day. How could I get better? How how what, what could I do? What could I do different? What avenues could I go down? What like what what mostly overall can I go to bed at night happy with saying, you know, you learned this today or you perfect or you you built on this? So that's that's where a majority of this is. Obviously, too, you know, obviously when you're a sports writer, especially you cover it like the NBA, for example, it's a, it's a day-to-day thing, you know. So like you, you have to keep up with all the news, you have to keep up. With uh, writing, you have to keep up with just the games. Uh, obviously, it's 82-game schedule. It does stretch out a lot of months. You know, obviously, when it's all said and done this year, it's going to be mid-June, right? So, and that's if, if this team makes it all the way, whatever the case is. So, you know, it's more so just you got to really, really be good at time managing. And uh, overall, you know, the biggest thing, like I just said before, was uh, as long as I'm just growing each and every day individually and then there's that growth factor, you know, that, that, that's fine with me. You know, that's, that's kind of, uh, especially as a young writer, just being, just growing every day individually and perfecting skills or learning new skills. That's the biggest thing that's on my mind.
0: Yeah, definitely. So <laughs> let, let, let's not put this off any uh, like any longer. The, one of the big reasons we decided to have you on here is is the, the reports that apparently, um, that it was reported a long time ago that James Harden reportedly like was planning to test free agency, and now it's sorry for that the that the Nets and Sixers like the Nets are open to trading at James Hart and the big destination is like is him is is him to 76ers for Ben for Ben Simmons so I just want to ask you first like what was your first reaction when you initially heard that reports
1: from Shams? Not really surprising you know because like the thing is, is you have to you have to keep a kind of a paper trail on one especially when a superstar like James is dating back this year you- you really just have, a, have to have a paper trail of events right to have mostly the bit the clearest mindset right so when obviously james got traded here he re- reiterated right away that he plans on being in brooklyn long-term and that's kind of like where he, stands. he wants to build a super during kyrie irving he wants to multiple years and be one of the most dominant teams if not in NBA history, right and then you, you you proceed to the summertime, and um at that time that sean Marks told all of us all the media guys that hey you know, we're going to have these extensions signed, seal, and deliver with the big three, right? So that that progressed. Obviously, Kevin Durant was the first, the, the biggest domino to fall, right? Obviously, with him making long-term sign a four-year extension, which which uh, gets uh, active after these this contract's up this summer. So, um, and then after that, it was like, okay, one's down. If not the biggest guy that's down, well, how are Ke- Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving going to follow? So, obviously, that was in also the wake of, okay, Kyrie Irving's, Obviously, vaccination status, You wouldn't be able to follow the mandate in New York City. How is this going to work? And then at that time, obviously, as we know, the Nets didn't offer an extension to Kyrie. he still has a player option for next year that he could opt into. But the Nets mostly said, hey, we want to see how this year goes, whatever the case is, and we're not going to give you the extension. That followed with James. James mostly said, hey, I just came off the most difficult year of my career. Obviously, as you guys know, he had the hamstring strain the hamstring tightness against the, uh, the Bucks in the playoff series. He even prolonged a little earlier into the regular season there. And then um, he mostly just said, I want to take this a day at a time and see how this year goes. You know, last year was eventful. Obviously leaving a Houston firm was also pretty a, uh, it wasn't, an, it was an ugly exit. It was obviously filled with a lot of emotions. Cause he really likes that city. he's told us even you guys see it on social media, see it through his talks. Every time he has the chance to talk about Houston as a city, he always praises them. Mm-hmm. So, Fast forward to now, obviously with the trade deadline heating up, you know, and and you could even stretch the back a couple of weeks. The Nets obviously had the big COVID outbreak, which really sidelined if not a lot, the whole majority of the team at different times. The Nets weathered that storm pretty well. Kevin Durant came back, obviously led a couple of group of rookies that progressed very well this year. Mm-hmm. And then um, on top of that, um, obviously Tarding got COVID, Kyrie got COVID, and mostly the whole team did. And then now you look at today, it's, an, it's league high a league-high A-game losing streak, which they lost tonight uh, to the Nuggets uh, as we're recording this. And then, um, you know, at this point, it's in the trade deadline. You know, James Harden, he's, he's out. He's not been on the bench. There's been reports that he's getting treatment in the back during these games. It's happened through two short games. And then before the game, Steve Nash really just shut down all the, 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 the rumors about it. Steve was like, hey, we have no intentions on trading him. When he was asked, he said, no, he's staying. Like, we don't have any intentions on trading him. And obviously, as you guys know, it's February 6th now, but four days at 3 o'clock is the trade deadline. And uh, the Sixers do really want Harden bad by all the reports they're putting out there. Obviously, there's history there with Daryl Morey, who was Harden's GM in Houston. He's writing the show there in, in uh, Philadelphia. And, um, you know, it's, it's really just going to come down to a waiting game to see what happens from now until February 10th at 3 o'clock. You know, if, if Steve Nash... Uh, he made it very clear, and he's made it clear from the beginning, too, that all the dialogue that he's had with James himself has been, hey, he wants to be here long term. And then today, like, for example, he even mentioned that. And he also shut down the fact that, hey, we're not going to go ahead and, and trade that James Harden. He's going to be here. and We plan on building something special here. You know, health's the biggest factor in the way of this thing. That's what mostly you kind of paraphrase what Steve said. I did want to ask you
0: that, though, because I, I think that has to be the Nets' plan a, is A, lock up James Harden long term. Like, this big three that mm-hmm. the Nets have, like, right now, is, like, plan A should be, like, to keep them, like, a- as broken as far as long as possible. But, but mm-hmm. I tweeted this out. I don't know if you disagree, but e- Chris, but if if the Nets aren't confident and James aren't staying, if the Nets don't feel confident that James Harden is going stay with, to stay with the long term, if they feel like he's going to leave, then – I feel like you almost have to trade him because you can't risk like, losing a player like of or with the, with all the assets you gave up for him in that trade with Houston. You cannot risk losing him for nothing in free agency. I feel like I, that would just be too big of a risk.
1: No, I agree with you there. You know that that brings up the point like I mentioned with Nash. You know he, he like him in the Hard and even Kyrie Irving comes out earlier. The bank, on it before he got else, yeah. All of them have constantly said, "Hey, that he wants to be here long term. He wants to build something special." And obviously, you know, in a league, in a league, in an era of basketball, and especially in sports in general, where the player's voice and the player's kind of uh, power weighs very heavy on what the lead, what front offices do. Definitely, definitely. And Morgan mostly saying, "Hey, I want to be here long term." You got to take his word. You got to take his word. If you deal with him and he wants to be here, and obviously, there's a relationship with Kevin Durant that we all know. It back from the Thunder. And then you also got a star like Kyrie Irving. Obviously he's serving as a part time player. You know, he can't play in home games. And he hit the today. He's like, Hey, that where that I should know something before the All-Star break or a couple of weeks after the All-Star Break. If I could play in these home games, he's saying that he wants to keep a positive attitude on that, which will certainly help weather this whole entire storm and make the Nets, in my opinion, championship favorites. So at this point, you know, it's it's one of those things. It's like, hey, do you want to trust James Harden's word saying, hey, he wants to be here long term with the risk of, hey, you know, in the summertime, he could walk for nothing. And then you lose all that you lose there out kind of the traffic, you trade form, the piece that you trade for him. Obviously, we saw Jared Allen, Carousel, Verena in Cleveland today off that trade.
0: Big time trade. Um, big, time yeah, trade.
1: big time trade. Cavs are, Cavs are competing. I really like their approach. But sum it up, you know, it's at that point, you got to take Harden's word. And um, obviously, his decline in his play speed is a totally different factor. Obviously, he's he's been the most durable player and throughout his whole career. And now, this time around, in the past twelve months, he's almost missed the same amount of identical games that he's missed combined since he joined the league in two thousand nineteen. That's something you also got to put into that. I've
0: got I've got more questions, but Alex, Chris, but so if you had some questions like to ask Chris, you can ask some of them now.
2: Um. So. What do you think about the timeline that will will occur this upcoming week starting tomorrow? Do you think there's going to be anything different in this rumor, or do you think it's going to heat up around Friday or Saturday?
1: Are you you, you in perspective of James Harden or just in perspective as a team at all? I mean, like,
2: as respect in James Harden situation.
1: Like I said, I think it's just going to be a waiting game. You know, it's, it's one of those things that you can just got kind of, to kind of see how the reports fall and what people hear and kind of just see how it really rolls out. You know, obviously, after February 10th and he's still on this team, that really shuts down all the noise. You know, at that point, it's, hey, yeah, once June, July comes around, when the offseason comes around, let's see if the Nets give him, give him the long-term extension. Obviously, if he's still on the team, I can imagine they're going to offer it. Or does he say, hey, you know what, if this didn't work out, whatever the case is. I'm off to Philly or I'm off to another team or he really tests free agency. You know, I can imagine James Harden, even though he said he's going to be long term, you know, if you really, really think about it, aside from when he signed the extension to Houston, the guy's never really tested free agency. Before. So he's never had the choice to say, OK, let me listen to what other teams want to offer me. Let me hear the pitches. Let me hear this. So you don't know how he's going to approach that. But from now till then, you know, obviously there's other, there's other parts of this roster that need to be rebuilt. Obviously, so for example, Nick Claxton, you know, he's one of those guys. The Nets, the Nets are very hard capped right now. Their are luxury tax bills through the roof right now. And it's going to be one of those things to see, hey, you know, are the Nets going to go deeper into luxury tax to give Nick Claxton his money? We saw how it happened with Jared Allen this offseason. season. They traded him because they they wouldn't be able to give him the max contract. Same thing with Spencer Dinwiddie. Spencer Dinwiddie said, hey, this is the friendly price. I would want to come back on the team. It was very friendly considering his skill set. Obviously, he suffered an ACL tear, so you didn't know exactly how he was going to return or come off that. But you could tell that, hey, the Nets are conscious about how they really spend their money, especially when you have three superstars on the roster. Yeah,
0: great question, Alex. My other question is – Oh, yeah, no question. Okay, go ahead, Alex. Yeah.
2: Uh, just one more um, so if Harden decides to stay with Brooklyn, then what is your perspective on Ben Simmons part of it and do you think that he has he has that um, trying to think uh you think the Sixers have the chance to get him off the team and move him to a different team and if so like what what trade possibility do you see it see happening
1: yeah it's an interesting one right so like I guess to sum the whole thing up on the hard end with the Simmons I mean, hard is not going to get traded unless he says hey I'm, I'm open to be traded or hey I, it's time for me to get traded it's not going to happen unless that's the case and um, like I said, um, if you he said multiple times he wants to be a long term, that's why I don't think a deal is going to happen, and that's why Steve Nash even said, himself, Hey, I don't, I don't want, we're not planning on trading him. Clearly, we've as history has written itself across multiple sports, coaches could say, Hey, I don't want to trade this player, and then they end up getting traded. You know, it's the NBA and every sports league, it's a business at the end of the day. In terms of Ben Simmons, you know, it's one of those things that Philly's just got to be reasonable with their asking price, you know. If Sim, the, the, Daryl Morey and the, the Philadelphia 76ers front office have said really from the jump that, hey, we don't really want to, we don't want to waste your NBA's prime. We don't want to, because as we all see, he's having an MVP year. He's my MVP candidate right now. He's my favorite. So with Simmons, you want to make sure that, hey, you get a quality return. And with Ben Simmons too, obviously the offensive production lacks, especially when it stems from shooting the ball. But we know he's mostly all around complete in every other asset. He's a, he's a really good facilitator. He plays defense. He can play make as well. He's aggressive on the boards. And really, like he's one of those guys that if he's in a fast break situation in transition, he's very hard to stop. Especially when you have all those intangibles together. So when to kind of sum it all up, it's really going to get down to hey, is he if the Sixers are really in no rush to trade him because obviously he's on a long-term contract. He just inked the contract, max contract. So it's not like he has no other option to get out of Philadelphia unless he gets traded. So it's really going to come down to, okay, are the, are the Sixers kind of bite at the best offer that they could get when the deadline gets close in the final hours or final minutes, or are they going to say, you know what, we didn't, we didn't get any packages that we saw that were fit that we think that, Hey, it's an instant flip or an instant improvement with our team. So um, obviously, um, I don't have any ties to Philadelphia or what they plan on doing. But the thing at the end of the day is that—that's clearly been this perspective that they've been holding.
0: Yeah,
3: definitely.
1: So. Definitely
0: going
3: to play a big part in this too. Um, Michael, question. you got a question? Oh, sorry. Hey, Chris. Uh, Mike, I'm sorry we didn't meet off the it's screen, okay. but I have a, I'm doing good. Uh, who you think is the greatest net of all time, in your opinion?
1: It's tough because you you got to weigh in. Obviously, talent-wise, it's got to be Kevin Durant, you know, outside of the work that he's done in a Nets uniform. If you have to really value the the work in a Nets uniform, it's got to be Jason Kidd, you know, what he's done. He brought the Nets to back-to-back finals. Obviously, they couldn't get it done because they ran Kobe Shaq and a very primed uh, Spurs team when they were really built out and they had a lot of weapons around. Really, the continuity was the reason they won that title. But so I was well.
3: surprised they won two games in that finals because I remember I was eight years old when they were in that finals, and mm-hmm. I remember I went to all the all the Nets playoff games I went because my dad's a Nets fan. Surprisingly, mm-hmm. but but to answer my second question, if Kyrie gets the vaccine, which there's not going to be possible, he's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. We're thinking about Kyrie being a part-time player because. You can't, only way if the Nets could keep him if they get a fifth or fourth seed, a fifth seed and lower. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way they can keep him in the playoffs. Because yeah, you, you got game one on the road, game two on the road. You have game five on the road. If it goes to a five-game series, then you have game seven on the road. So you have four games each series if yeah. you make it. So yeah. if I were them, I would just not play them and get the fifth seed and then 'Cause it's not if you get home court advantage if you're the first or the fourth seed. You I can't think the do first it.
0: time in the NBA would call called a home court disadvantage.
3: This this all it literally is. I think me, Chris, my cousin Marcellus and Alex and Adam and could agree. The Nets will be better off as a fifth seed or lower. Mm. So they can have that's that's
0: better to house carry every situation plays out.
3: Cause here's the thing. Or what are you gonna do? Like, make, or do, however, I know the mayor of New York, pretty New York, New York City, because his yeah, father, my that, best friend's father, is the mayor of New York City. He may try to make a law that could make if you're not vaccinated, you could play in New York City. So, mm-hmm. good point, yeah, Alex. De- yeah, yeah
1: definitely. That's, you know, that's the big question, right? That's obviously the be- the biggest question. That is that, you know, and obviously, that's going to be a big the thing with Irving, right, is obviously that stems the whole thing. That's 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 been obviously very talked about in this locker room. It's been very talked about everywhere, and really that's that's the biggest thing that's keeping the Nets away from kind of having a clean path in the postseason, right? So, like you just mentioned, that have, have a fifth seed and below because obviously if they have a top seed, they get the home court. And hey, if you're game seven at home and he can't play, that's already a disadvantage there. Thing is there too is Kyrie spoke to us after the game and he said, hey, I'm going to be waiting back or I'm holding a positive attitude that I will get an answer before the All-Star break or a couple of weeks after the All-Star break, which indicates it's something about the mandate. It's something about the mandate getting switched. Is it going to have an exemption? Is there going to be something in that avenue? It's
3: clear. Yeah, but if I was Kyrie, you, you, you could, like, hope the NBA, like, the only way the Nets could get the seed, higher seed, and he could play is if he could just get COVID tests every week, which we all know before every game would be a pain in the ass. Especially if you have a rapid test that takes 24 hours, and you have to wait 24 hours before every game. Mm-hmm. And plus, every basketball game is every two days if you're the home team, because there's no back-to-back home games anymore. It's very rare in the NBA to see a back-to-back home
1: game. Well, there's also been tested every before every game. I think it's like three times, the, I think three times a game beforehand because he's not vaccinated. He falls in that bottom for vaccination. Uh, before the game. So you said but you're a Raptors
3: I... fan too? you also say you're a Raptors fan, right? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about Fred? What do you think about Fred
1: Van Fleet? When they, uh, I didn't hop on the bandwagon when they won the championship. But, um, like to be honest, like since I was in this, like I grew up in that fan, you know. But when I got into this, I was just like, well. Once you talk to the players, you get kind of around. You were for success more than anything, you know. Yeah. So it's, that's kind of the approach. And at the end of the day, like, do I what? What I like, the that's the one. Like, obviously, you know, I cover the team. you,
3: you, you go for know. Toronto.
1: Shame. Yeah. A lot of my friends convinced to be a Raptors fan. A lot of them do. No, because like the thing with the Raptors is obviously that Masai's. Masai's been really good. He knows exactly how to really work this team. And Fred Van Vliet is has-
3: probably the most underrated All Star, like in my opinion. Let's put some respect on his name. Let's put respect on it.
1: Well, of course, yeah. He he remains consistent. He shoots very good from the field. Most
3: improved player in my book. He's going to win most improved player, and I'll bet money on that.
1: Most improved? Yeah, I I can see that. I can see that. I did have OG as my top candidate going into the season. That was going to be my top candidate. But uh, I would
3: have said I would have said uh, Lonzo at the beginning stage of of the NBA. I would have said Lonzo Ball, but he got hurt, and he's not efficient. So, Mr. Grissani, take your hand. Yes. We're not in math class. Uh, <laughs> this is Mr. Dushman, this is math class. What's up, Chris? I don't even know you guys. Uh, just, just,
0: just so you know, me and Michael went to high school together, by the way. Just just so I'll show that in there. So, so Yeah, he was much shorter back. back
3: in the day, too. He, he's been the same wife for over 10 years.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah, memories. But Chris, I, I did want to ask you go back. Muscles, Which I know Chris you want talking to ask a question. Cool so we'll, we'll get we'll get to you really quickly, muscles. but but, one, but I want to ask you really quick about this Kyrie situation. Um I just want to ask you, I I, I, I want to ask you to gauge to Chris the ball here and and like it, give me your best educated guess. Do you think Kyrie like plays like at Bacchus Center sometime this season?
1: That's, that's all guesswork, man. I'm not even gonna put. I'm not, like, I can't give you a yes or no. You know, it comes down to if the mandate's gonna get flipped. It's simple as that. You know, that's, that's 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 the reality of this whole thing. He's made it clear as day. He's not gonna get vaccinated. It really depends on the mandate. You get or or yeah,
0: guess- yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Like, hopefully, maybe like by the time it gets warmer and like um, COVID like dies down a little, and then um, the mandate change. I think that's. I think if you're a nuts fan that's your best hope of being carrying like. Back on the floor, Boxer. At least this season. At least this season. Yeah, without, yeah, without a doubt. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry, Marcel. You had a question for Chris. Go ahead.
4: Yeah, Chris. So, so your Nets, man. They lost eight straight games. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you saw that. Lost eight straight.
0: Don't get me started. Seventh, seventh,
4: <laughs> seventh in the East right now. Mm-hmm. Coming into the season, man. This was a team that they were supposed to be top three.
3: The eyes on favorites.
4: Uh, you know, a roster like this, man, top three. Mm-hmm. So, my question to you is, you know, what's the rest of the season outlook for you? What do you think? Do you think it's going to happen? What seed do you think they'll end up in?
1: When the guys are going to get healthy, right? That's that's really what it comes down to. Because if you look who's out right now, it's five of their key players that really can make up a starting lineup. So, Lamarcus, it, it, Joe, Kevin, you go on. Like, there's a lot of injuries on this team, right? So, Obviously, Kevin uh, Nash told us today that his um, that he's progressing very well in his rehab. That like the Nets, they don't they don't put any timetables on any returns. So obviously, it's gonna be after All Star break, uh, well after All Star break. But um, now he's progressing well, so that's the biggest news that they got. Lamarcus is day to day, but he's also doubtful for Tuesday's game against the Celtics. Nick Claxton's day to day as well with the hamstring. Obviously, Harden's that de- Harden. It's more of a, a build of a strength deficits. And then Joe, Joe's kind of the mysterious case because he had a couple setbacks in his rehab, and it's also been reported that a second surgery might be required in order to have him come back at 100%. So, obviously, with that being said, if he does get that second surgery, you're going to have to really – there's a very high chance he misses the remainder of the season, right? And at that point, I can imagine that the Nets are very weighing that very heavy going to this trade deadline because they do lack shooting when Joe Harris is on the court. So, or when he's not on the court. So it really comes down to when this team can get healthy and can they really just find that continuity? Because the thing is, when you have all these games, especially starting with Kevin, then you have Kyrie only on the road as well. You're really working with two different lineups right there alone. And then you add in Kevin Durant, Claxton, Joe, And Lamarcus as well. Can you guys, is there enough to really build that chemistry and continuity from when the playoffs come around? So that's the biggest question. It's the same. It's been the same story. Like it was last year. Is the chemistry good enough? Is there, is there going to be a lot of things? What happened in the playoffs? They got, they they going to be healthy. Is the health going to be there? And you know, are they going to stay healthy and they're going to maintain health? Yeah, Chris here. Yeah. I mean, Inj- n- injuries
4: are tough. I agree, injuries are yeah. tough, man.
1: It's part yeah. of the game, though. It's part of the game. Yeah. You know, it's part of the game.
4: Mm-hmm.
5: Yeah, Chris, uh, Chris Keen here. You had a question. Yeah, so you're talking about like the health and like the Nets have had a lot of lot of movie pieces throughout the season, and like we spend a lot, like the James Horn's the big story, but what else do you think the Nets could do? Would or in your opinion, should they do before the trade deadline? Or do you think they're more of a buyout market team for adding guys?
1: Well, history shows that they're a buyout market team, right? And obviously there's no bigger buyout guy right now that's been targeted than Serge Bach. And obviously Serge has been playing very, very well since those reports initially came out. So it's, are the Clippers gonna look to trade him at the deadline and get something returned? I can imagine if they're not they want to shop him. If I make him walk for nothing when you buy him out, even though clear a clear cap for another team that's uh, deep in the luxury tax. But um, when you look, you really have just evaluate down the roster. The main question, obviously, okay, you have you have value in Nick Klax, And Like I said, you know the Nets are very they're capped hard, and with Claxton having an extension coming up, the good thing is that he's a second round pick, so there's no really set figures that you have to offer him by years. That's more could be a custom type of contract. So you have that in your favor. Whether he signs a team friendly contract or not, that's obviously his decision. So if they're looking to move Claxton, you could obviously get another ball handler, which is which has been the main thing from the beginning because when you don't have Kyrie Irving on the road and obviously Javon Carter, he plays very limited minutes he's on the end of the bench. You're really your your be- your best ball handler without James has been James Johnson. And obviously that's not his type of niche. You know, that hasn't been, uh, he's, he's filled the void, but at the same time, you'd rather have a ball handler that could really facilitate. So that's been a major emphasis. And for the past, what, eight, nine years? Well, every, well I guess you could say since broke, but Jared Allen did his best there. And obviously he's developed to a very uh, young star now in Cleveland. It's rebounding too. You know, obviously Paul Millsap was brought here to help out the rebounding, Same with Lamarcus, but obviously with Paul Millsap, He wants to go to a team that he wants to have a bigger role on, a bigger contribution, and uh, he's currently away from the team until the Nets do find a solution for him. So he's obviously going to get traded as well. So can you package those two? Are you going to swap Millsap out or trade him at least for a couple picks to kind of uh, regain that type of draft capital that they lost in the Harding trade? So it's going to be those main things, but all, I guess they really just sum up your your question is ball handling and a rebounder. That's the biggest thing that they need. And the, the difficult part about this whole thing is that they haven't seen their full team at full strength to really nitpick what they're what they're missing here. You know, so that's it's going to be a tricky little obstacle to co- just, uh, kind of cover up and see what how what works best with a fully healthy squad. But you know, the, at the end of the day, it's the NBA injuries happen. You got to kind of do uh, deal with what you got. That's so true, and I feel like. The Nets have
5: gone through more than a lot, but I feel like almost every top team's been—they've had injuries to. I feel like almost every star has missed at least a couple of weeks. It feels like and COVID just like just decimated so many teams. So like a lot of teams have had to have had to go through that. So that's that so a lot of teams like especially the Nets at the front like haven't had their whole team together really. So it's like it's hard to evaluate, but like you gotta you gotta figure out what you want to roll with.
1: Yeah, at the end of the day, you got to deal with what you got. Steve Nash said it best. You know, we have to roll out with the players that we have. It matters who's in the locker room then and who's active. And you know, at the end of the day, that they're in a big slump. They're on a league high eight game win streak, and like many of these that said, like, hey, today, like, what's the what's the um what's the uh, pressure level right now? Like, how are you guys feeling? So it's very high. You know, there's no there's no ifs ands or buts. You know, a lot of guys like Steve has downplayed. And said, hey, you know, like at the end of the day, we're, we, we got to just find the minor improvements here. What are we working with best? What can we take away from this? Great, team bat, great teams really form through this type of adversity. So, you know, yeah, the, your points are right. You know, at the end of the day, this team hasn't been healthy. And, you know, when the playoffs come, and that's when the games really matter. They, they have to have health on their side if they really want to win it all. You know, everyone, like any team in the league, that's really going to be the stable point.
3: If the uh, Nets don't win the championship, are they getting rid of Kyrie, firing Steve Nash, trading Harden, and, and then build around Durant? If they don't win the championship,
1: that's a lot of moving parts, right? So to sum it up, right, if Harden were to get traded after the after the after the season's board, it would be a signing trade, and probably end up going to Philly or another team, right? So they would get returning players in that back. similar to what they did with D'Angelo Russell, right? So that, that's how that would go down. With Steve Nash, he would be on the hot seat without a question, you know. But at the end of the day, Steve Nash has a very high connection with Kevin Durant. They were working together in Golden to state, and Steve was there, and Kevin Durant's reign there. And obviously, Steve was Kevin Durant's guy for this job. There's no, there's no hiding from that. It's all factual, you know. So, Steve was brought in to manage these personalities. And then with Irving, that's that's strictly – that's, that's going to come down to a team decision. You know, that that's one of those things. It's okay to do the Nets really want to give him – a one-term deal or a one-year deal or do they want to give a long-term deal if this stuff's still going to hold on are they going to go another season thinking hey do we want him only on road games do we want him only on this you know it's that's a major point there too so it's a lot of moving parts from now until then at the end of the day it would be be really a ton of guesswork to really dive into that type of stuff but if they want to win a championship, I can imagine there's going to be a lot of moves like we did this offseason. They didn't win last year, and you see to the roster last year to this year is a lot of There's eight, nine new players. You know, actually the same approach.
0: Okay, I had, like, a, just, a, just a couple of questions here, Chris, to wrap it up. Um, we're Going back to, like, um, let's say, like, obviously, as it is right now, and that's – Plan on on training James Harden at least, at least according to Steve Nash. Um, let me ask this. Let me ask you this, Chris. If like let's say like if like the next mind does change and and that trade like hardened for Simmons and um does happen, what do you think the trade would look like? Because honestly, it's not gonna be Harden um just for Simmons straight up. Like the Sixers would have to include more pieces. So, what were mm-hmm. some of the pieces like that the is like could deal for that in? In return for Jalen, like what? What basically? What do you
1: think the trade could end up looking like? Well, the Nets would obviously want to have. They're going to have a lot of leverage in this situation because Philly wants what Brooklyn has, right? So, if Philly Philly's reports came out that hey, we don't want to include Tyrese Maxey in this deal, that's obviously going to be the biggest moving part if they were going to do it. Do I think that he's going to get traded? Deadline? I don't think it's happening. But, um. I guess if you wanted to put an ideal package together, it would probably be Maxi Simmons and picks, or Maxi Simmons Curry slash Thibault and picks, or it would be Maxi Hart and Maxi Maxi Simmons Thibault and picks. Yeah, that's that's what really what the package would be around. I'd imagine that. Yeah, I definitely
0: think like I definitely think Seth Seth Curry would be a great get back. I think that should ask for a a, return because Joe Harris like. Oh, they could use like an, an, another big time shooter, and Seth Seth Curry provides that.
1: Yeah, it depends how you want to approach this. If I'm the Nets, I'm definitely getting picks back without a question. You know, if this yeah. if this if this ship doesn't go to the promised land and this year and next year, their title window is closing. Mm-hmm. So at least you could get back a couple picks that at least have a safety blanket with the future. You know, the Nets don't have any first round picks till 2028. So you have to target picks, you know, or yeah. if Sean Morris wants to do the full thing and go, Hey, let me go all in and try to get Maxie Simmons, Curry, and Thibel, which is not going to happen. Philly's obviously not going to give that up. Yeah. You know, that's another thing. So I guess my ideal package, if, 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 if and like I said before, it had have to be a trade that really favors the nets here, it would be Maxie Simmons and picks that that's, that would be it. Definitely. Um, one last question
0: there. Um, I feel like this is it for the Nets because I've I've always said this for like if the Nets like don't win a championship this year and um, Harden and Kyrie leave then that's also really good like a doomsday scenario for Sean Marks and that's because then what's Katie gonna do? Katie like I think like I mean I I don't know what Katie's thinking but Katie you'd assume would at least like request some request some sort of trade so I I feel like this season is is so so crucial like for future for a future Oh, sure. So it's gonna you very to see what they do this trade line and what the Nets do on this postseason, because the Nets have to get this right. Like the Nets have the Nets have to get this right. E- either the trade line or by or, or by winning a win This is this is definitely I feel like there's definitely gonna really be a lot of pressure on the Nets, like um not only a trade line but in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but yeah, yeah. You know, like like I said, their, their title window is closing, so they have to capitalize. You know, if it wasn't last year, that would be this year. You know, I'm taking the same approach. Hey, if they can't win this year, it's gonna be a hard, much harder road down the down the line. Because so, like Milwaukee got better last year, and then Miami got better this offseason as well. And then you look at other teams in the East, such as the Cavs, for example. They're building something that's even cheap. So. You know, overall, it's going to come down to hey, if they can't win this year, each year that prolongs, and you guys got, got to also remember Kevin Durant and James Harden are getting up there in age. So that's another factor we got playing. Yeah, yeah. So, like I said, you know, their title windows are really closing up. And then, worst case
0: scenario, the the, the Arden, Katie, Irie, that big three is going to go down is one of the biggest what ifs in sports history. Well, like, yeah, if, the Ness, if the Nets don't and get, and get and it done.
1: NBA. Yeah. NBA history, definitely what well. You have the big three, you have obviously the Brooklyn big three in the beginning with Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, right? And then uh, obviously Joe Johnson, Terry Williams, that crew, Brooke. Then you have obviously the Steve Nash Lakers, the Kobe Bryant, Stephen Dwight. And you have the, if you even want to call it, a big three with the, the Clippers with CP3, DeAndre and Blake. And then you look at other other big threes throughout, kind of in that mist as well, you know. But out of everything, when you have a star, when you have a big three star lineup of Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all in their primes, you know if they can't. Yeah, succeed, that's the, it, that's the thing. Yeah. This
0: this trio at least at least you think is more talented than any of the ones you mentioned. I mean, maybe not. I mean, Kobe way is like kinda in the mix a little bit, but then again think was getting up there in age. But this is easily like the most talented group out, out of that of, the, of those scenes you actually like like I've always hated when like people compared this like the Harden trade to like uh the Celtic straight because yeah, they harm was like a even at his age is like a way better player than like Pearson like KG were mm-hmm. I, I I can't think that's like an unfair comparison but the comparison is still gonna be made like because if this doesn't work, and that's what went, oh, they're going to be like in back in the exact same situation as they were at the end of the Celtics trade.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. There's a lot right now. I on. agree
3: the Celtics' Nets trade was probably the worst NBA trade in NBA history. We're no not going to talk
1: about that.
3: <laughs> that was, like, the worst trade in NBA history.
1: Uh, I knew from the moment that trade was made. It,
3: wasn't I knew that it I wasn't going
0: to work. I honestly wasn't the biggest fan of it either, and I yeah, was, like, 17 at the time.
1: the Nets you are a fan of it, you were, like, I don't know what the heck you were thinking, right? First of all, that, that was,
3: like, you had two players pass their prime, first of all. Kevin Dur- Kevin Garnett shouldn't have even been playing then. And Paul Pierce shouldn't have been playing at then. You guys had a good duel in Joe Johnson and Deron Williams before he got hurt. You guys had a good backcourt. And then I would, vibe you, I would have played through the, dr- through the draft. That's it. Gotcha. All right. Does anyone else have any uh, questions for Chris? Ask him what his bet is. You got for the end of the show. What's his bet? Oh,
0: oh yeah, it's just just you know at the end of every single episode we do like kind of like a, a sports sports betting episode. So if if you want to throw in a bet here, go, go ahead really quickly.
1: Like on anything? Like any? You can throw
3: in anything. anything. Any sport is like for grabs? Oh, any yeah, sport. Okay.
1: Uh, and this goes
3: for Sam's record, by the way.
1: All right, bet. Um, hmm, let me think here me uh, Bengals being the being the random Super Bowl.
3: Are we? Wait, we can't do it because it's a week from now. No, has no, to no. Be. Uh, we'll, we'll, Michael will allow, Bull, we'll allow it. We'll allow it. We'll wow, allow it. will allow it. Sam got Sam guys. Michael, bet he's a anyway, guest. So he's has got to be back really before count. the
5: Super Bowl. Relax.
3: Wow. All right. So I'll do the same bet then. So uh, fuck you all,
0: <laughs> Chris. We thank you so much for coming. I'm really great this. Really glad you're doing well. Love all the work you're doing for Daily, And def- definitely don't be a stranger. Def- definitely keep in touch. Like so definitely keep in touch.
1: Thanks, definitely, brother. It's a pleasure coming on.
0: And definitely before you go, uh will I say tell tell our listeners where they can find you?
1: You can follow me on Twitter at CmailHolland and you can find my work at netsdaily.com. And uh yeah, that's about it. That's exactly where you can find me.
0: Yeah, definitely. Chris, thank you once again for coming on and talk to you soon. Don't be a stranger, buddy.
1: Of course. You got it, brother. Take
0: care, Chris. All right. Hey, why are you that was Chris Mullen of, of Nets Daily. A great, Really great to have him on. And really, really nice to have him on. Get all the of, as of on, on the Nets and basketball in general. So,
1: before
0: said, we, move on, say, before we move on... I suck for like... <laughs> I'm going to pretend I didn't hear, hear that, Michael. But but we're going to move on now to uh, Alex's Winter Olympics storylines. Alex, take it away.
3: Just remember, Alex, we have a 30-minute show. Don't bore us to sleep now. Yes, I know. Good boy.
2: Okay. So I'm going to start off with team skiing stud Eileen Goo made her first competitive appearance in the Big Air qualifying. Um, Australian corridors feared they would be sent home after a COVID scale, and they turned around and made history. Uh, The names of those two were Tyree Gill and Dean Hewitt. They beat Switzerland in their Red Robin match. Um, Six gold medals were won earlier today. Uh, Alexander Bozhanov won the men's ski Freestyle skier Jaquira Anthony won gold, finished with a score of 83.09 for Australia. And um, the big news is the USA women's hockey team won their last game 8-0. And, um, I think it was against Switzerland. I'm not sure.
0: They won Um, 8-0? Wow. And
2: they got got a big game tomorrow night at 11.10pm against Canada. So, um, that's something to watch out for. For the USA side of things. And um, I'm excited for the next Winter Olympics segment.
0: Yeah, they won what? Eight nothing. Yep. Wow, that's big. Has has men's ice hockey
3: started yet? I don't think they made it.
0: Oh, the U.S. men's hockey team didn't make it. No. Then
3: they cancel it for a bit because of the hockey season.
0: No, no no I know the NHL didn't make it but, but I know the but I know the Olympics still has you know um ice hockey the Olympics still has uh men's ice hockey
2: Yeah but I don't think USA is in it this
5: year Oh wow I thought they were cuz I'm pretty sure if they aren't it, that would be pretty bizarre. Sure that are. would be bizarre. I'll, I'll, I'll have to look at. I know a couple of guys on the team. I'm pretty sure. Hold
3: yeah. up. Let's move. Up. This is what this is what the internet is for. Yeah.
5: They. Yeah. They play. They, they're there. Yeah. Because I know if I know a few if guys if they that if they weren't so, there. Then up, USA be
3: Hockey Olympics. Okay. They only have women's hockey, and they don't. Do they have men's? Hold up. Oh yeah, they have it. They have. They have the roster. Is it U.S. 22?
0: men's hockey?
3: They have Drew Hellison, David War Warfosky, Nick Pribix, and they got Jake Say. Twenty Twenty Two
0: Beijing like Olympic Winter Games Men's Tournament.
3: Here you go. Uh-huh. Here's their team right here. I right, got Perfect. it
0: up. Perfect. The first game is um is February and against China. It's the preliminary. so and anyway, so that's still like a couple of days from now, but. But that, but so but the Ori viewers are uh, men's ho- hockey like is on the way um but until then the one eight to zero that's that's goal I, I definitely gonna have to tune into some um um winter uh, some women's hockey games uh, when I get the chance
2: yeah I, th- I think tomorrow night's game is on the USA network
0: okay I, I might watch that instead the devil's F it.
2: and it's a 11.10 10 p.m. start. I you know
3: your ass will be in bed by then.
0: Eleven ten p.m. start? Oh man.
3: <laughs> I, you know your ass will be
0: in bed. Stop lying. <laughs> actually I'll probably up. Yeah, I'm I'm staying up like late t- lately. Late, late, but we'll talk about my sleep schedule all day. But but Alex, I mean do you have any final things you want to say during your segment?
2: Um as we speak, it's it's in progress, so As soon as I hear from CNN or any large, reliable sources, i would definitely put it in my notes for the next segment.
0: Okay, but Alex, great job. Um, Great job covering our Winter Olympics sector here, Alexander Reach. But we're moving on now to uh, the segment of the show that is like, birthday cakes, Mike's Hot Take. Take May I take it away?
3: Adam, I am so proud of you. You didn't come up with a stupid holiday pun. I am so happy you didn't come up with a stupid holiday pun. Bless you. Okay. You know what? I was at home, took the day off from work, you know, smoked a little blunt. Uh, You know what I thought of my hot take is I'm going to talk about the worst NBA player of all time.
0: Worst NBA player of all time? Kawhamme this
3: should Brown. Be a good one. Kwame Brown was probably the worst NBA player of all time. Here's the thing. I'm listening. You were the worst first overall pick in NBA history besides Sam Bowie. Let's just be realistic. You couldn't jump. You couldn't shoot. You couldn't dunk. You couldn't score. There And there's been a terrible, terrible number one picks, like Michael Olacondi that played for the Clippers, Anthony Bennett, the list can go on, but this guy couldn't fucking play. At least Luke Walton was bad. He had a great IQ for the game as a coach. Chris can agree with this, and Marcellus can agree with that. We all can agree with that. But Kwame Brown was just garbage. Adam, he's a scrub. But however, back in the day, Anybody could be like, you're high. But here's the thing, they had this rule, you can go out of high school. In the NBA, you're allowed to leave right the high school. To so my opinion, if you look up, Quarmer, Stephen A. Smith said his best. If you go and be in the NBA and you got to be a center, you must know how to dunk. We all could agree to that. Am I right, boys? We, you must know how to dunk. Am I right or wrong? As a center. It's a guarantee. You need to know how to play defense and dunk. Am I right I mean, or wrong I mean I, I, if you're a center, then yeah. If
0: you're a center, then yeah. You,
3: I don't care if you can't make free throws. You gotta be the anchor on defense. He couldn't play defense, and you had two of the greatest basketball players. Actually, three, two of the greatest NBA players of all time. The first greatest player of all time. And the second greatest basketball player of all time as your teammates, and you still couldn't do shit. You had the late great My Idol Kobe Bryant and Michael Michael Jeffrey Jordan as the on your team that you still couldn't learn. And Michael Jordan dripped. Did Paul
0: ever play without uh, Michael Jordan?
3: Yes, in 2001, 2002. 2002 with the Wizards, right? Yes. Okay. And then he went to LA and he sucked up for LA. He just can't play. And. Here's the thing. We all could agree. If you can't be a center in this league, you got to learn how to jump. You must. That's just a given. I'm sorry, Kwame Brown. You're just the worst NBA player of all time. And there were a bunch of worst players like Sam Bowie. But we all know this, boys. You could be the worst NBA player of all time, and you can make a shit ton of money. We all could agree you could become a millionaire just being the worst NBA player. Because as a rookie, you get a million dollar bonus just for getting drafted as the number one pick. You guys knew that, right? So, I just think Kwame Brown is the worst NBA player of all time. Adam, that's my hot take.
0: Okay, go. I got questions here. I got some questions here. You, I get your, I get your play about point about Kwame Brown. I mean, in terms of NBA perspective, if he was a scrub, but worst NBA player of all time. I mean, I'm not sure. There are about no. He's worst the worst.
3: If you, Sam Bowie you no,
0: just mentioned no, Anthony Bennett I I, I think is up no, there. No,
3: um, I'd rather have Anthony Bennett over Kwame Brown, and Sam Bowie over Kwame Brown. That's how bad you are. And you played with two of the all time greatest players of all time, and they still can't help you play. You are just terrible. I'm sorry. I get Kwame Brown as a scrub, but Chris, answer my question. I know, I know. Chris. Yeah, Chris I, 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 I want to
0: hear your take yeah. on this. I mean, I mean. I mean, Chris, do you agree?
5: I had, I can't
3: press quiet, so that means I did something right. No, it's that's not what it means.
5: I mean he, he clearly was isn't the worst NBA player ever. Like that's that's just false. But I agree. I, I, I do think he was the worst number one pick, probably ever. No,
3: he it's couldn't close. play. He had small hands. And he's right. in the
0: conversation, he's in the conversation.
3: He's the worst NBA player. He, he didn't.
5: Ha- he didn't have as good of a career as he should have. But the dude was in the league for eleven years. He was doing something right. Like, exactly. He you played the league decade. for years. He played played a decade. Something right.
3: You can. St- here's the
5: thing. He, no, Chris, if he's that bad, he's out of the league in two or three years. Anthony Bennett without my. Anthony Bennett funny. without exactly like two. Like, but here's no. the thing:
3: we all could agree. If here's the thing, Sam Bowie could have been a greater player if it wasn't for the injuries.
5: Oh, yeah, That's Sam Bowie's is not – I don't say Sam Bowie. Sam Bowie shouldn't be discussed in the same –
3: He's not a bad player. He just got bad with injuries. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of like,
5: like the Greg Olsen situation.
3: Greg yeah. Oden was probably going to be the greatest Odin. big man of this generation. Of Greg Oden was a problem. We already he noticed. Had, oh, he but been, Adam, here's and, the thing and, where I say – Him and, and Dry Howard would have dominated that. You team. put Michael Jordan's legacy on the line for drafting you. And everybody knows Michael Jordan has high hopes for players. Am I right or wrong? You're right. You're right. If you're going to play with the greatest you're person right. ever, lace up a pair of sneakers to play the game of basketball, and he and could even make you great, like, you're just a scrub. And then you play with probably one of the greatest scorers in NBA history, the second the, the second leader in points in a game ever, in Kobe Bryant, and he couldn't help you? But come on, you could be a journeyman in the NBA, but that doesn't make you a, b- a g- good player if you've been in the league for 11 years. That Doesn't mean shit. I'm not saying he's not- a good
0: player, but you're saying you
3: could like be he's the a journeyman. Like, there's like a NBA lot of players that that's been a-, a
0: stretch. Brad Miller, Brad Miller, two-time All-Star. Well, all a- the players that like played in the NBA for like a game or something like that.
3: Hell, they said the same thing about Jeremy Lin. He was all being supposed to be a one-and-done. Then what happened, Lance? And happened. Let's be honest, he was listening. out of the
5: league in like two years. Still,
3: Jeremy Lynn was still in the league, he had like a good 10 runs. I, people thought he was a scrub, and I'm a Nick fan. He wasn't a
0: good, but he wasn't a scrub either.
3: Adam, what did I tell you? You stick to baseball, me, Chris, and Marcellus, and Alex, stick the basketball.
0: Okay, thank you. Okay, I see how it is. I see how it is, mm-hmm. but are you done
3: with your hot take? I've been done. I told you I was done already. Okay,
0: okay, okay. So we're going to uh, put uh, the... Sorry, Michael, I'm going to have to downvote this one. I'm going to have to no, downvote because
3: you a douchebag. Douche I
0: get it. You're, you're basically... You're, you're, you're saying... You're trying to take the... argument. Oh, Quai, all, your, all your points are... Point to this. Kwai Brown's to scrub. Kwai Brown was bad. Kwai Brown let enjoy know you And don't you're make, using all that to say... Her. Kawhi Brown was the worst NBA player of all time. Which I'm Adam, sorry, I can't get it. the guy it, was in the it, for uh, the, the fact that the guy was in the league for eleven that years. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. worst NBA player of all. I I'm sorry, I can't get, I can't, I can I think Anthony Bennett is up there. I think um, who was the first of uh, the number one overall pick? I I I I forget his Adam, name. You but, don't know
3: basketball. Shut up. I'm just going to ignore what you uh, just said.
0: <laughs> I, I, I wanted to bring up this right. I, I, I want to bring up. I know this isn't necessarily relevant to your hot take, Michael, but but every, but pe- that people forget. Like, if you play in the NBA, even just one game, you are one of the best basketball players in the world. The worst Durving NBA players shit. of all time. The worst the, the worst NBA players of all. I, I want to bring up this great tweet I saw. The worst NBA players of all time are closer to LeBron and Jordan than uh, we are to them. If Quay Brown played uh, Michael one on one, Quay Brow would drop him.
5: Oh, it would be like whatever to zero, whatever they're going to zero. First of all, so sign so, so, like I'm well, not at least to, or to at, at least three points on He's trash.
3: trash.
0: All right. He is trash. All right, bro, Chris, you can All right, it's, Chris, you're up.
5: I mean, I mean, I don't agree with this take, but. I was still I was gonna upvote it, but it's just a lot of nonsense coming out of his mouth. So I can't approve.
3: <laughs> I can't. Oh Chris just hates me. Let's just clear the record. Clay's, Chris hates me secretly. He's always gonna unplay my high ticket to our payments the dollars That's what <where they> it really is.
0: <laughs> oh, you call <caught> me. <laughs> All right. Who wants to go next? Michael or Marcell? Uh, Marcellus or Alex? Go at- uh, Who wants to go next?
4: Sorry, Mike, it's a no.
3: All right, you guys <laughs> didn't watch that. Just remember, I'm ordering you guys. That's why I said it when it comes to basketball. That's the only reason why I said it. My thoughts.
0: Did you freaked. want to elaborate on why voted really no?
4: I just, I just, I just don't agree with it. Okay. <laughs> I really can't. I really can't even think of how to even word it. I, I just don't agree with it.
0: Okay, okay. All, All right, my- Alex. You're, I mean, it doesn't really matter. I, I think Evo is denied anyway, but. Can we get your official vote in? I quit. I fucking quit. <laughs> Go ahead, Alex. I declined. Decline. It's a you okay, let, let me ask you guys all disapproval. Questions.
3: All right, let me ask you guys. I'm so, sorry, questions. Michael. You're hoping to approve
0: that this is hold, your, your hold night before your we before your record we start is now. Sure.
3: 60, Adam, how long you been watching Basketball? Six and what, so, 63 and up. nine. I am sorry. Let me ask you a question. How many years have you been watching basketball for? Uh, Answer that question. Uh,
0: at least a decade. At least a decade. I've been watching
3: it for two decades. What's your point? Point is, that's why I said I've seen a lot of worse plays and a lot of great players play. That's why I by my, my decision. Chris you, can watch watch basketball basketball program, you can watch more basketball. You year. can watch
0: no more basketball than me. You can still be wrong in this, in this take.
3: You can know. First of all, everybody, yeah. is, if Stephen A. Smith, that knows better basketball than all five of us, has said this.
0: Alex approved. Alex just changed his vote. He's approved. It doesn't matter anyway. It doesn't matter anyway.
3: Now, Adam, name the worst player of all time. You can't say Anthony Bennett. I'm not even incredible. sure Anthony
0: Bennett. I mean, because I mean, worst NBA player of all time, we have to look at all the players that are basically one and done. Like, they played one game and they never saw again. But I'm Here's sure. the thing,
3: though. You we could have be a, it, But but Kw- Kwame Brown didn't like, word, and
0: have to play, like, X amount of games are going to determine that. Because we would... He is
3: the action side of Even then even started, it would be
0: it would be accurate. Like, that's the reason you've got to go with it. The GOAT go debate would be like, with. like we, we you think could go, Michael Jordan um, and not do shit and stuff like that. Like, that. Like, We're at least like you at least have like a sample size to go off on when it comes to the worst NBA players. Of all time, you have Michael you Jordan really have as your teammate, teammate
5: and
3: Kobe as your teammate. You don't really teammate.
5: have, you still have, still have that sample. Did you just say Anthony Bennett was better because he started?
3: No, I'm just saying Anthony Bennett at least had a better future than Kwame Brown. Then Why, why, the why do you only play four wait, years wait. in the league and Kwame Brown played 11? Wait, wait. You said Anthony Bennett was a
5: journeyman.
0: Wait, wait, wait. No way. No way. No way. No way. No
4: way. No way. No way. No way. No way.
3: They were both number one picks.
4: No, no way. Kwame Brown's no way average, his highest much.
3: average in the NBA was 10 points. 10 points. That is terrible for a center. Do you know what minutes? to pull high? First of all, it's that's about his, half his career average. That's his career average was 10 points. And you started for the Wizards for 57 games? Hell. It's not that bad for a center. I, points, I get 12.
4: A joke. It's a joke. The fact you ever bring up Kwame Brown is a joke.
5: He is a joke, bro. I mean, he was solid that season, actually. You could have been the year. Wizards? That was his best season. 11 points and 7.5 and rebounds for a starting center. That's not terrible.
3: He only put, started 57 oh. games, and you had
0: especially Jordan. Especially, like, Abbey. in uh especially in 2003, for for an hour forward. Like, the average 10.9 points, that's yeah, not, he was that's really not bad at all, especially in that era where, like, like you back better, back then, be that was the time when scoring 20
5: points was, like, a lot. Yeah, that didn't happen.
1: Yeah. First of all, you now, have nowadays score, scoring thirty points. Is like you are the 30 points a sleep. game. You should at least,
3: you should at least be scoring at least sixteen or fourteen points, sixteen points a game. Okay, now. I'm You're done. You should be at least as a no. center. You know how many rebounds you get and how many putbacks you can get. You should be huh, huh, scoring huh, 12, 12, 12, 12 I mean, that,
5: that team just had. You're better saying going
0: that away. he should be averaging sixty points. You're saying Kawhi Brown should be averaging sixty points a game, which 14, you can they're using that argument to say he was the worst player to ever play the game. Exactly. Here's the thing. Wait, he wait, didn't so score that big, much,
3: and he because, didn't get that much. Dude, t- that team
5: had a so, great backcourt.
0: So, uh, Brown's not going to be well,
5: the, the offense. you talking about that Wizards' so, backcourt? is nasty. So,
0: because as Quad Brown did average 60 points with the Wizards, that means he's the worst NBA player of all time.
3: He probably is, but he is. We do to talk about
4: that. You can't, Mike, you can't say that.
3: He is the worst NBA player of all That's time. Not- and you not
5: did,
3: true. He only had Gilbert Arenas that in that not, backcourt. That's the only Mike, that not they true. Had. Larry Hughes wore the
5: bucket bro. Exactly, Larry Hughes. Was he wasn't
3: even, He didn't even start. Then they had Jerry Stackhouse. Larry
5: Hughes Jerry averaged eighteen point eight. That yeah, dude. That's why Kwame Brown had to do a lot, squad, bro. It was
3: a, was, like, that's a really
4: good
5: trio.
3: Man, you that's got a at least at, at least twelve or fourteen points. did really
4: they have Nick Young too.
5: Not, not the season we're tour. talking about, but they got they got him and Antoine Jameson a couple years after.
4: Okay. I the reason
3: that. why uh, because this thing, you got small hands, you are a center, you gotta have big ass hands. That's you, not true. You gotta shit, let's be fucking realistic. Not Chris, true, also, Chris, I can see you saying bullshit acne, but Marcellus, I suspected more. <laughs> and that's Adam, I'm just your basketball. That's to that's pick <laughs> I'm
4: just. Kidding. That is not true. Are you true, done, bro. Mike? I always agree with you, but you sound ridiculous, man. <laughs> all
0: right, all right, Michael. Are you done? It's because now we gotta move on to another episode. I may episode have to strangle of...
3: somebody.
0: I may have to strangle somebody. All right, but we're moving on to another episode of Black for Black History Month, Black History in Sports. Michael, take it away. All right. you know what I
3: was thinking about? We're gonna talk about Muhammad Ali today. Greatest boxer of all time. Does, does, if anybody disapproves on that, I'm smacking the shell all for you.
0: Not gonna disagree, not gonna disagree, Chris. I'm yeah, about if to say I did, boxing. I don't know nearly enough
3: about boxing, so go ahead. Muhammad Ali changed the fate of boxing. He was threatened to go to jail if he didn't go to the army. He enlisted in the army, he declined, and he almost got arrested. But however. Muhammad Ali, probably the smartest man ever. Here's the thing. You join, wh- whoever heard the Nation of Islam, let's be realistic. Marcellus, I know you heard the Nation of Islam. You three are like, what the hell is the Nation of Islam? I've heard of it. I've heard of it. It's a really anti white people organization. Let's just say that's the nicest way to put it. <laughs> Muhammad Ali known as Cassius Clay changed his name to Muhammad Ali, the prophet with Elijah Muhammad. Had a lot of heads rolling because, and then a couple years after you had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar also changed his name from Lou Alcinder, who is a good friend of my mom, by the way. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar and my mom are good friends. They grew up in Harlem together. I actually have a picture of Kareem Abdul-Jabbar somewhere in my house. I just got to find him. Uh But all seriousness, Black athletes were scared, wanted to change their names to show support of the Black Panthers and the nationalism. And back in the 1960s and 70s, you're getting threatened. If you change your name, they will burn your house on fire. What they did to Kareem's, Abdul-Jabbar's house in Milwaukee when he played for the Bucks. You went from a Christian name to a Muslim name. Changing their name, kind of bad. But however... If you would have told me in the 1960s, if you told me in the 1960s, if you if you're doing a hold on, damn, sorry, I got my parents yelling in the background, but if you had in the 1960s, you told me I would change my name from Michael Cunningham to Jamal X. Let's just see how many hats, hells I would have been going. But Muhammad Ali became a cultural figure from changing his name from Cassius Clay to Muhammad Ali winning a, that, the heavyweight championship 10 years apart. Won it 10 years ago, and then he came back 10 years later to do it. The best combine athlete of all time. And I'm happy that he's a black man. Because, you know, you're from Kentucky, which is a fighting city. We all could agree to that. Fighting to city. Lexington is a fighting city in a fighting state. But, Adam, let me ask you a question what do you believe what do you know about muhammad ali marcellus uh, you
0: i'll give you what what i know about him i know he was i know he was very active like he was he was he was he, but, but obviously like well, what he did obviously when he was in the ring he was a stud the greatest of all time but he was also very a- active he was a big time activist i i remember um did he correct me if I'm wrong, but he did he not like um, dodge the draft because he did not agree with um he he was protesting the Vietnam War.
3: There you go. He also could have got arrested for it too. Yeah. Chris, you got something to say?
0: Because uh, I because I do know because my dad is like a a, a Vietnam is a Vietnam War I do and I do know like um I mean we're not gonna get too political here, but I do know like um uh, like the like I, I am aware of like um like all the Nasty downsides of the Vietnam War
3: and 100%. Alex, you got something to say?
2: Uh,
4: I definitely agree with you, you.
3: Marcellus. Chris, you got anything to chime in or something to say about black history?
4: My favorite month,
3: baby. Represent February, baby. February, uh, yeah. Like, I
0: history month, and it's my birthday. Oh, yeah. We also normally have pictures like catchers. Um. Um, reporting. We also normally have interesting catchers reporting, but this year the LBOs yeah. are being greedy, yeah. so we're probably not gonna have it. Definitely Might be a, be a while.
3: In February this year. Adam, you may not get <laughs> baseball we'll, we'll, this we'll,
0: year. We'll, we'll we'll definitely like save. Up. I definitely got some thoughts on that, but we'll save that for another episode.
3: But Adam, yes. under Adam, I don't think we
5: need to rush that topic.
3: Definitely, because if <laughs> we talk about baseball. <laughs> I think the five of us, Marcel's will probably have a stroke. I may strangle. Stein brother. Oh yeah, are you and done? Carl's we got to move on now. This is starting
0: to get way too dark here. This is starting yeah. to get way too dark here.
3: I'm sorry. It's just Black History Month. It's a great month. You guys get the whole year about white people. We get a fucking month.
0: Fuck thing, that's day. That's the thing. we should always teach Black History.
3: You, this country. Amen. I'm done. <laughs>
0: Michael, great job! Oh I yeah, and history, I history, I can't wait and for the next and this one.
3: is my statement. I got one thing to say: BLM to the day I die, baby.
0: Dax, Dax, got, but we now our, we're but BLM. now we're gonna move on. on, on. We haven't we're talked college probably. basketball in a while, so Silas, I did want to uh, give us a chance to um, talk some stuff. Also, I mean, Chris, you're a college basketball so I'm gonna give you the floor here. Go ahead and lead us.
3: What we got, Chris? What we got
5: today, CK? What we got? So, I mean, the college basketball landscape has been—it's been a fun past few weeks. I mean, the top, the top few teams in the country. That I would say, we got to start. The Auburn Tigers have been the best team the past most of the Detroit season. Like they've won. I don't even know how many games. I think it's. I think it's like fifteen, eighteen. I think because I think they lost early. Yeah, they. Oh, yeah, they lost a double overtime game against UConn in the day before Thanksgiving. So, like, they they've been really battling, and like, they're a complete team. Like, basically every team has that I've watched has a major flaw in them outside of. So, I mean, a lot of teams have flaws, but it's just that it's just there's not many elite teams in the country that I there's not a lot of teams that I watch and be like that's a team that I think. I expect to be competing for national championship right now. My list is only a few. It would be Auburn, Kentucky, and Gonzaga. I don't watch Gonzaga as much, but they still have the pieces. And those are the only three teams that really kind of pop out at me. That like, like I got like a complete team that's been consistent and like is tough enough and like has the size. The big one with Auburn, you have I think the best, the best freshman in the country, Jabari Smith, and the, oh, he should be he one. should he should be the number one pick. Over his skill over, set, his size, hundred percent over Paulo. hundred percent. not It's not a debate. They're, they're, they're,
3: it's it's gonna right. be a it's gonna be a war between those two. That's it great. will be,
5: I bet. So the top and in chat. I have them both above chat though, but well, we can all
3: agree Smith is probably the best guard in the country. We all could agree.
5: Smith is – he's bigger than Paulo, bro.
3: But he could play, like, the guard forward in the – yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. I yeah, got some to add, and, too. I got go something to add for college basketball. Go for it. I think – I'm going to predict my final four. I'm going to predict we my final four. I'm down
5: I'm, to do that, actually, because I have my four as well. You want
3: you to you do early – I mean, you don't
5: want yeah, to do – Yeah, uh, I say – It's just right
0: now, It's we're just, just sure.
5: spitballing. Oh, we don't even need official predictions. We can each just say a few teams that we like.
3: Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I, I like how what Coach K is doing in his last season. I'm not gonna be biased, but the way how they've been playing lately, they've been doing playing great, playing great basketball. I think they can make it to the Final Four if everybody can stay healthy. They got window. They got window. Moore Junior, who's probably the best wing and probably in basketball in college, but one of the best wings in college basketball. You have Trevor Kills, who is probably the biggest guard in the ACC. We all agree to that, Chris. Yeah, he's a. Stump. We got Bandicaro, who's probably the second best player in the country, and you have Mark Williams, who is the best shot blocker in the NCAA right now. And but I, they I have, also they have a lot of pieces. Also, they have a lot of good pieces, but also like how Kentucky's been playing. John Calipari, who's known for one and done with NBA with, with, with college players, he's he's known for one and done. Him and Coach K are known for one and done players. We know that. I gotta say, I gotta say what he's doing with this, this Kentucky team. I would, I would have my sleeper two teams. I gotta say, I gotta show love. Auburn is the odds-on favorite, and I would say Gonzaga, but they have a they have a tendency to fuck up at the end. Chris, we could agree to that.
5: Uh, that I don't think that's a
3: valid argument. Gonna think,
5: every team loses in tournament. I hate, I hate that argument for any team. I, I know, team. but I'm, I'm sure, sure they get too much hate.
3: in the begin, in the middle of the season, like when they beat, when they lost to the Duke. Because they, the, they were the favorite to win that game early that, in the season. I know, but that game doesn't change anything for March, though. We know that. Yeah, we all know that. But, hey, Marcellus, Alex, chip in this. Do you think – I have a question since me and Marcellus are both Duke fans and twice is a Kansas fan. And I'm going to ask you guys all a question. Do you guys think Rutgers can make it to the, as a bid as a surprising team? I don't think so. No, As a Rutgers I, fan, I, I, I say no. no. They've re- no. No. Really regressed them so. last year. I, no. I, no, I, think I think so. Ron Harper Jr. is probably an underrated guard in college basketball. He's underrated. Absolutely. He's a problem. We got to give Rutgers their credit. Rutgers their credit. They beat Purdue, Michigan State. Who else did they beat? Big-time schools.
0: I mean, they beat and some...
3: Yeah, they're not them, they're like, Last up. year they were, Last
5: yeah. year records at I least ranked now, They're not even They're, they're, they're not, not Completely out big. of it though Hey Adam they're I got some. They're oh, like already 7-5 In conference though Like if they finish Above yeah. 500 in conference They're at least In the conversation I got but something to say To a yeah. certain person think, That is a Purdue fan I not
3: think they to get the bid I'm still guessing Hey Adam Still they're not Super close right now Hey boys Hold that dog I got something to say About a certain fan Friend of ours That likes Purdue basketball
0: Oh, no. He's about to take a shot at John. Go ahead, Michael. Okay.
3: John, if you're listening, we apologize in advance. Purdue is just terrible. They choke in the playoffs. Chris, you mean you're college basketball experts, experts in this podcast? I mean, Marcelo, sorry. Has Purdue ever won a championship ever? No, but I
4: don't Never. know how we're bringing this Never. Up.
3: Just hear me out. Point is, I don't think Purdue has to affect to win the 20. Because you can do great I have all these seasons' runs. I remember my Duke Blue Devils in 2012, they lost to Lehigh that year as an upset. So don't say any first seed is going to the to the big dance on all the number one seeds or going to the final four. doesn't happen.
4: No, we, we all know that. We all know that.
3: So yeah. the people who say Purdue... I'm not even gonna say Duke. Couldn't. We could lose in the first round. Kansas could lose in the first round. 100%. Villanova. That's why we love March. This March Madness tournament. That's why we love it because it makes fans go nuts. And I'm just saying, boys. And I've been right about brackets. And as Alex, I've been right about brackets every year. Me and Alex do brackets together. Must. I'm gonna, I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna call my shot like Babe Ruth right now. I'm calling my shot. I'm calling the shot like Babe Ruth. I'm gonna say, and Coach Case year of glory. We're going down the blaze of glory, Chris. We're going to win the ACC tournament. That's an easy one. Win yeah, the ACC. ACC. Socks, you're winning that. Don't worry. And I'm probably saying, if we're not in the playing for the NCAA tournament, we're going to be in the final four. That's
0: my proclamation.
3: We're gonna
5: be in the final four. Who? Duke? Yeah. I mean, I mean, they have a really good chance. I, I don't trust their guard play though enough. I mean, that's yeah, AJ that's Griffin who's a monster. We all agree. Of-
3: play. I don't. I don't a- trust their
5: guards. Here's the thing. I don't thing. trust Keels enough.
3: kills I think he could. He has. KU one has, has the same issue makes-
5: though. I don't trust KU's
3: guards. I don't think we make final four. The thing about you guys, you guys have a good team. It's just, your, like, I say Villanova, you can't sleep on Xavier. You can't sleep on Xavier. No. Xavier is a good team. I'm just going to say that because a guy that I used to train named Zach Fremantle plays for Xavier. So I want to see what he can do for them. I saw Dave is decent. You got, you got Villanova. You always got Ozan Nova.
5: Villanova's got it. I, I would say Villanova has the best chance out of all three of our teams, unfortunately. I really like I think Villanova's got the pieces to go deep. I
3: think so, but here's the thing we don't all know. All three
5: of our teams have an outside, cha- a decent chance, at least. So
3: Adams a record. Uh, one, one of Adams our teams hopefully makes yeah. it. I mean, we'll. Adam, see. I'm sorry, Adam. You guys are the joke of of back college basketball. Not, I mean, we're not
5: the
0: joke. We're, we're seven, seven five.
5: five. That's think, not a man, joke. They're a good spot. They're
0: in a decent spot. Like, you guys are. they regressed a lot, from that. last year, but they're still, ill, like in a decent spot. I will hey, say though, be, it's, do, The fact they like, like this. The fact they regressed like this, so it does make last year's uh, lost uses thing that much more.
3: Hey Adam, you guys beat because
0: they should have won that game. They, sh- they should have won that game. Yeah, Adam, we we, talk, we talk about that game in the, in the past.
3: before. I can't go on. I like them already. You guys beat Purdue. Let's clap it, Alex. They beat Purdue. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah,
0: think I, I think I think right now I'm starting to think that Michael like Loki has a like a as like a Purdue logo in his room. He's throwing darts at it.
3: <laughs> I probably do. Everybody, everybody knows I'm a Duke fan. But I'm gonna say I, this: we, we all could agree. I never, I never knew Duke or Purdue had a rivalry. They don't. <laughs> they probably, they low key My probably. I'm hater. <laughs> I, nah, I just think we all could agree that Coach K is probably the best coach in this deck in the last two decades for college basketball. He is. No comment. Yo, Chris, you hating motherfucker? <laughs> Come on, Chris. Come on. Let's be real, Chris. Let's be real. Marcellus, I know your answer is: Do you think Coach Gates the best college coach in the last two decades?
4: It shouldn't even be a question.
3: Thank you, Adam. I think Chris is the ain't gonna give me credit because he thinks KU has a, has a great coach, and they do. But give Coach K some credit. Chris. No,
5: coach, coach Coach K gets a job done. I like Self better with his X's and O's and play design, but he he doesn't have the titles Coach K has, so I can't make that argument, unfortunately. But I think Self, oh, yeah. like in game, I I think he's the best coach in the country doing that stuff. But like,
3: he has one, he
5: hasn't won a title since '08, like, so
3: he's not, he's K's above him. But here's the thing that Jay, here's the thing The Jayhawks are always on the radar. I'll give you that; they're always on the radar.
5: This is you can't. The job with- he's doing with this year's team is special. Like this is this team should not this this isn't a very good KU team and like they're one of the best teams in the country still. Like it's special what he's doing. We all
3: we all could agree that on March 6, twenty two, at six p.m., me all the five of us are going to be watching that Duke UNC game, Coach K's last rivalry game of all time. I think we'll all be watching that. You know me, my ass will be glued to the TV watching that shit, having a couple beers in us. But I'm going to say this Coach Gabe, from the bottom of my heart, thank you for coaching college basketball. That's it. All right, Adam. You think, you being a Rutgers fan, you think Rutgers will ever do good? Ever? Defy what you mean by good. Uh, make it another final. Make it a. I I think they in the next few years, if they have a keep developing good players, you mean make the final they, four? They don't make the final four, they'll make like a sweet 16 run. That's what sweet I'll
0: 16. I can see them, uh, I can see them make to no, a sweet they, 16. Not the elite eight spot
3: like that.
5: Anything can happen. Sweet 16. They could, they could, they're the team that can become a sleeper.
3: Yeah, they could be the sleeper. I'm saying this. Syracuse has just been terrible. I can't watch them play. Anymore. Yeah, they. they took yeah, it they haven't been down. good. UNC I, has been bad this year for UNC the last few years. UNC's been terrible. Yeah. You have Herbert Davis, who's probably a not a good. He's, Madag- he's coach. okay.
5: They they made the wrong hire. I thought this thing. I think fine. Duke but is going to be good. They wanted to keep for... it in. They wanted to keep it in the family.
3: I think so, Duke is going to be doing good next year when they got John John John. Oh, Duke's Duke's nasty class coming in. They're going. They got a nasty class coming in, and they may get. And I may heard a source that Mikey Williams may go to Duke, who is probably the best high school player in the country besides yeah. DJ Wagner.
5: He, he could go to Duke. It's.
3: I could see it's Bronny long... James going to Duke. I could see Ron Bronny James, James going. To I've Duke. heard
5: a lot of Mikey Williams at KU. I don't think Mikey goes to college though. That's. Amazing. I think
3: Mikey Williams goes to college. Goes to Duke or he goes to Kansas. One or the other. But I'm saying Bronny James is going to Duke or I would DJ guess Wagner. He's Duke. Wagner's Duke, I think. They get Bronny James, and they got DJ Wagner going to Duke. Yeah. Because everybody knows I know DJ Wagner personally. Yeah. I, I would guess Duke for him. He's going to Duke. Adam. Do you think Ron Harper Jr. is making the NBA?
0: Ron Harper Jr. uh Probably not. Maybe, maybe as maybe like I um, say the G
3: League for him. I say he'd be a good G League player.
0: Yeah, maybe, maybe he'll get like as an undrafted free agent. Maybe, but I'll, I, I don't think know. Because I don't see him getting drafted. I mean,
5: I, I don't know. His dad I was a, a bad dude, I think he's got a decent chance. His dad, I, was like a bad maybe, dude maybe the one.
0: second round. I I could see him. Um yeah, I say he'd true. be a late first round, early
3: se- second round.
0: I mean, I, I don't know the uh, flash as much as you two, so I can't really give an accurate answer They on have that.
3: 60 picks. They have 60 picks. I would
5: I would say he's l- late 40s, early 50s. I'll say
3: – Which isn't early. terrible. Which isn't
5: terrible. Yeah. Because these seniors don't get drafted high unless they're, like, insane. Exactly. I think that's the thing. That's the thing it hurts. Is that he's going to the be over 22.
3: They, the they go with freshmen, sophomore, and juniors. This what they do in the college in the draft. Well, the first, first – Best freshman. There's only one senior that's going to be in the NBA draft. I think.
5: Or in the end of draft. The guy
3: from Gonzaga. Like he's high. a senior. Yeah, he's going to be drafted high. Who? Chet. Is he that's a junior? A, a I will guy. say though, I would like to see
0: the Nets take a chance on him. That'd be no. sweet. Yeah.
3: yeah. I don't think he. I don't, I don't. think he's too too small for as a center for the NBA. Uh, he'll be as good as a power forward, but not a center. He's Wait, Ron Harper Junior. No, Chet from Gonzaga. Okay, yeah. Talk oh, okay. Let's talk about Lyle he,
0: Jr. Yeah. You so think we'll go
3: ahead. Chet will, I think Chet won't be a good. I think he won't be a good center, but he'll be a good power forward. Yeah, power forward.
5: I think. I mean, it's tough to say. A lot of players with a similar build have had success in the NBA, though. But they though. As a four, though.
3: But as a five, he'll get some good. of those guys
5: transition. Because this is Jaron Jackson's in his fourth year, you and know, he's now starting to transition to a center. Like it takes a while for those guys to really. They
3: don't have in the NBA. They don't have true centers. I think Mark Williams is a true center. One hundred percent. Play the those, rim. Guys can,
5: those guys can find wolves as backup, though. Still, I
3: think Mark Williams will be a first round pick if he goes to the NBA. I don't know. And I think. uh Banchero goes to uh, probably goes to uh, the Rockets. That's just my pick. I could see that. And all right, yo Alex, you've been quiet. You love college basketball. What are you got to say, brother?
0: That's yeah, it. It's a college basketball segment. Alex has been quiet, so Alex, you want to shine in here?
2: Uh So there was a, a developing story for Villanova. Um. Colin Gillespie went down with a uh, in um I don't know if it was his knee or ankle uh last game against Yukon. Um he's getting an x-ray on it. I'm not sure when, but um I'm very anxious to see what damage uh he had. Um and hopefully we hopefully we will know by Wednesday, the latest, um, I know that they have a a big game next Saturday against CN Hall. Um, And I think that uh, seeing him and Justin Moore uh, not be able to play, uh, it's going to be a very hard matchup for Villanova to to overcome a a victory. But they do have a big man, which is my friend, Eric Dixon. He's been an absolute stud. Uh, And he actually had his career high this past game against UConn with 24 points. Uh, And he's been an unbelievable player down the stretch. And he, he has developed into a solid uh, a solid uh, type player and I'm really excited for him and I can't wait to see him play uh, against CN Hall Um, I forgot to mention that before they play CN Hall they play this Wednesday at Madison, Madison Square Garden against the Johnnies so uh, that's going to be a very interesting matchup to watch out for. Um, I know that the Johnnies have Julian Champagne. He's a stud for them, and I'm just anxious to see to hear from uh, Villanova's head coach, Jay, Jay Wright, to see if Conker Despy will be a go or not. Um also, I'm not sure how long Justin Moore is out for. I know he's been uh, on the sideline, uh, and I just hope he's back in time for, for March, and hopefully he'll be back before the last week of February. But if not, then Count Gillespie, Jermaine Samuels, Brandon Slater, Um, Eric Dixon all have to be on their A game from now until the start of the conference tournament. And I think that if all goes well and Count Gadesby is back in time, I do think that they got a big chance. I mean, big chance to win the Big East this year. And I, I know that there's some some power teams in the Big East like UConn and some others, but if, the word if, Conker is healthy, they they definitely are a team to win the championship game at Madison Square Garden this year and have a very deep run into the March Madness tournament, in the NCAA tournament, and I'm I'm very hyped for for their one in both tournaments and can't wait for what happens.
0: Definitely. Um, I mean, do you guys have any final thoughts on, on college basketball? Because we need to start wrapping I, this up. It's I late. want to shout
5: out two two other quick sleeper teams that I really like. Go ahead. Go ahead, Chris. First off, Mike's going to like this one. I really I really like Alabama. They've they've been very con- inconsistent let's go like They they have beaten three of last year's three of the 14 from last year's final four final four and like it's super impressive in those games like the flaws are there and the inconsistency is worrisome but when they're at their best they're one of the best 10 teams in the country easily and like they have a legitimate chance to go deep and these losses will have them as a lower seed so they're probably in the 5-6 range. I mean, a lot can change in a month. But they are, they are as talented and as good as any team in this country when they're playing well. And then right now, my pick to win a national title, if you had to ask me right now, would be Illinois. I think they have the best player in the country in Kofi Coburn down low. And then they have an elite guard group led by Andre Cobello and just so many other guys. Like, the depth on Illinois is super, super good. I really like their team, and Coburn's the best big in the country. So I really like Illinois.
2: Oh yeah, one 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 other thing.
5: Go to Alex.
2: A mid-major mid team to keep an eye on is Maui State, and they are. I think as of now they are twenty-two and two. I think. Am I right, Chris?
5: I b- I believe you are correct. I can double check, but Murray, they are they are a nasty team. Like they are special. Like they they have a chance to go deep in the tournament because they they they're one of the best mid major programs in the country. They got a lot of hype because they had Jaw, but this team this team's I, I, this team's better than when they had Jaw. It's just Jaw was special. Like this team's better than that team, and they could win multiple games of the tournament. Tevin Brown's the guy who played with Jaw, and he was a big kind of co star for Jaw. But now he kind of runs the show, and they have other guys like KJ Williams. He averages sixteen and nine. I see, and just, like, they're they super, they have good depth. Like, Murray State is probably one of the best. Lowers, like, because other mid-majors, but, like, they're kind of the best under-the-radar type team who's going to be a double-digit seed, and they will win a game in March. All right, guys. It's, it, it, it's like, I mean,
0: we're only, like, what, couple mo- a month away from March Madness? So, yeah, it's, it's, it's definitely good. I'm definitely looking forward to the tournament, like, because like, that always produces some of the, like um, the best content for, uh, content for a podcast talking college about. So it, 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 it low-key does produce like some great talk. So I'm definitely looking forward to that. But, guys, it's like we got to wrap up uh, this episode with uh, every single episode, our best episode. Um, Guess what, guys? For the fourth time in the past five episodes, only one of us won our bet. You guys want to take a Me- guess who
3: it is? Me, bitches.
0: Yeah, that's right. It was you, Michael. You oh, had yeah, Duke God, over UNC deal. on the money line. You nailed it. You add 6.25 points. Congratulations, Megan Back in the game, baby. I'm
3: back in the game.
0: Yeah, all right. But everyone else lost. I had the Nets over the Jazz side. My and Kyrie Irving like to score 25 or more. That was a complete and utter disaster. I don't even want to talk about that. Alex had Missouri State over Loyola. Layla and Kansas over Baylor. Missouri, Missouri State law, So that wrecked um, your parlay, par- Alex. Um. Chris had the Hornets over the Cavaliers and the 76ers over the Mavericks. Mavericks beat the Sixers. So that wrecked Chris' parlay. Sam had the Nets over the Jazz on Miley and the Pelicans over the Nuggets. Pelicans beat the Nuggets, but as you mentioned before, the Nets got clobbered by the Jazz. And Marcellus had the Nuggets over the Pelicans on the spread and the bulls or the pacers and Marcel's the Pelicans upset the Nuggs so that wrecked your probably so update on the standings. Michael remains in first place t- 31 40 record 288.25 points. I am in second place 30 and 40 on record 351.65 points. Sam is in third place 30 and 41 record. Three hundred thirty-three point twenty-eight points. Ox remains in fourth place, twenty-seven forty-four record, three hundred thirty point forty-nine points. Chris in fifth place, thirty-one forty record, three hundred twenty-eight point zero four points. And Marcelo remains last place, thirty-nine thirty-two record, three hundred nine point forty-three points. All right, guys, it's the last three. These next three bets will be our last of the season. So, guys, make them count. Make them count. So. So I'm going to go for first here. And I'm, I, I'm just going to – I've been trying to do all these crazy parlays to try to jump like a cut am. It hasn't worked. So I'm going to I'm gonna play it simple. I'm going to play it simple. And then I'm, and then I'm probably going to go we I'm going to play it simple these next two bets and then I'm going to go for the kill. So we'll see how that works. But you mentioned for this game Thursday, we mentioned for – I'm going to take US, men's hockey. I'm going to take USA over China on the spread. The spread is two and a half. I think USA will crush that. Usually in, the, in these Olympics, in the usually in the Olympics, it's usually the better team. Usually, lobbers the other team. USA like is clearly a big type paper of China. So I think they'll I think they'll definitely cover of the spread. I'll take USA over China in the Olympics and talking on the spread. And we do have says that he's taking the magic on the money line. All right, who wants to go next? Alex you usually follow me up here, so go ahead.
2: Okay, so I am gonna do a poor uh so I'm gonna do the Utah jazz money line against Golden State okay and and saint mary against uh, money line against Santa Clara
0: that's it yep, all right. St. Mary or St. Clair, right? Santa Clara. Santa Clara, all right. Yeah. Gotcha.
5: All right, Chris, you want to go next? Yeah, I will. So, I'm down big. I'm going to go for it. I could have played safe, just get a couple picks. But I'm, I'm going to go with a three-team parlay. I'm going to go Kansas over Texas tomorrow night. And then – Illinois over Purdue. To on, that's on Tuesday. As well as West Virginia over Iowa State on Tuesday. All on the money line.
0: Gotcha. Kansas over Texas, Illinois Purdue over Purdue, and West Virginia over Iowa State. All on the money line, right? Yep. Gotcha. Got it down. Marcelo, show up. Let's we'll see if you can get our last place. It would be so tragic if um, Marcellus ends up in last place and gets the best record out of all of us. That would be so sad. Marcellus
3: would probably sue the show if that happened.
4: <laughs> I think I would.
0: <laughs> I, I would, I'm, I'm just saying. I'm probably gonna have to make some changes because the fact that he got the best record finishes last place. I'm the, like that's BS. I'm I definitely gonna have to make some changes be the most for next season. Person
3: on this <laughs> podcast. <laughs>
0: I think
5: Marcellus
3: is secretly. I, I am planning changes. I'm
0: not gonna tell you guys what it is yet, but I do plan on making changes for next season. But go I, ahead, Marcelo. I, I
5: would also be.
4: I'm gonna do a little parlay here. I'm gonna do the Stuns minus six over the Bulls. Um, I'm gonna take Chattanooga. Chattanooga spread uh, is five and a half over Mercer.
0: Chattanooga over Mercer, got it.
4: I got to ride with my Knicks, man. Uh, you know, I, I love what I saw last night. We didn't get the win. So put me down for a plus seven over the Jazz. And that's it. That's all I'm
0: doing. All right. All right, Michael Culliam. Last up. Go ahead.
3: No, Mr. Ringleader. Wow.
0: Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, Mr. Ringleader. Last up. Go ahead. There. Is that
3: better? Yes. With a side of cookies, bitch. Uh, I'll take Duke against Virginia One right, with, cool. with a three game parlay One with a three Gamer I'm going to go over Grizzlies over Clippers Shout out Chris I didn't do it for you I'm doing it for the, for the points oh, That's a smart bet I just need so, a little more
0: So I take Duke over Virginia That's one
3: Grizzlies over Clippers Gotcha I wanna see my live. I pick my Lakers. I wanna see who we play. Oh, we're fucked. Oh god damn it. Yeah, I would Bucks.
5: Not. I actually showed down the Lakers for our
3: sake. <laughs> no, nah, I'm 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 scouting, baby. I'm scouting. I'm gonna do I'm gonna do a Warriors bet.
0: You're taking Warriors over um The Thunder. Okay. I like that. That's playing it safe. That's playing it safe. Yeah.
5: Three safe bets, but that should all hit. Give him some more points. Smart play for him.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to stay in for Adam. To our, I got something, We got something to say to you. Mm-hmm. We got we got a song to play for you, real quick. I Really appreciate
0: it making I am, but unfortunately, I don't want us to get flagged for copyright. <laughs> Michael, I definitely, I definitely appreciate the birthday birthday wish. I mean, I mean. Yeah, I mean, I mean I, I'm not years. gonna, I'm not gonna do a whole rant like I do for uh, other holidays because I don't want to make it too much about me. But
3: we, love but I, do, I,
0: I, I, do appre- I do appreciate, I do appreciate the birthday wish. You the uh, one that had
3: a, You, you're the one that started this for us, man. Just picture, literally, six sports fans. You were the one that had the dream with me and Alex and David. Then we met Chris. We put this was your idea, Adam. This was your show.
0: Yeah, I remember, say- I remember, we. Were, I remember, just so you know, uh, Chris, Marcelis, unfortunately he's not coming here, I remember, we, me, um, David, Alex, and Michael were all just chatting as it was, there. I'm like, why don't we start the sports podcast, and as they say, the rest is history.
3: So, Adam, I want to say happy, happy birthday, Adam. Thank you, Marcellus. Having- Adam, but you're still ugly, though, but it's Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Adam, we love. Nah, you. I knew
0: that was coming. I knew that
3: was coming. Adam, you've been my best friend for over twelve years. More like my psychic in my own person. <laughs> <brother. laughs> <laughs> I always had a per- I always wanted a personal minion. I Always wanted a little brother, but Adam, you came close. <laughs> uh, I think Alex is
0: more of like a little brother than than me.
3: You're like Alex little- has You're-
0: more of that little brother personality. She. <laughs>
3: No, nah, you both are my minions. <laughs> nah, but Adam, all serious, happy birthday, brother.
0: Thank you, Michael. Thank you, Marcellus, whatever the birthday don't wishes. Don't worry. When,
3: don't worry. When this thing, when we become billionaires from this podcast, we'll all have our own private islands.
0: <laughs> that's, the, that's, the, that's the day. If we make enough money from this podcast, we'll all, all of us will probably just buy an island somewhere and just live away from society. <laughs> <laughs> tell, 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 tell tell all the other people out there, guys, love y'all, but fuck y'all, we're out of here. <laughs>
3: fuck society.
0: But guys, any
3: final thoughts? Alex and Chris. Alex You're and going Chris. down, motherfucker. You're going down in your bed. Yo, hey, you know what? Since this may be our last show for a little while, you know what we got to do? No, we're, we're still doing a couple more. We still gotta do uh. This the This is Super like Ball our one. second, our third to
0: last show. Can, can, I, I, I think I think this is, this is what, our third or fourth last show because we got I, for our last episode we gotta go head to head to head to head to head.
3: A six man bet. What do you guys say? All right, I'll wrap us
0: up. Actors up. He didn't even wish me happy birthday. Wow, what a dickhead. Guys ain't by box. Alright guys, that's it. This is episode 32 of the get you get a podcast. Yours truly Adam Rissani, Mike Cuddy, and Rossani, my Alex actually Chris here and Marcellus and special guest Chris Mullen. If you like what you heard, leave a like and follow and subscribe to the podcast. Also go on join the conversation, drop a comment for a view, and any feature it if you jump so around my friends. Don't assume you're just fancy. If you can imagine a world, believe in it and dive in. See you next time, and until then, stay lit. And
3: we